Oops, it already started. That's okay. Ralphred is is creeping now. Where? Oh, hey, Ralphie. Uh, okay, this is our third annual Black Friday night. Needle on the mouse. Do people go out on Friday night after Thanksgiving? I don't know. There was a New York Times article today about how people go out the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. In their hometown? I don't know. Yeah, you go out in your hometown, you hang out with the high school, your high school friends at the bar. I guess I did that once in college. Yeah, I think I did it in college a couple of times. Uh, well, what's going on? It's been uh, another month since we've done a needle hey, on the mouse. Hey, at least, at least we're keep, we keep doing it. At yeah. least we haven't given up. That's true. Why would we give up? Because it would be easy to give up. There's no you know? cereal this week, so what else are people going to listen to? <laughs> I, apparently there are all these like, if you love cereal, you should listen to this. And also a bunch of um, like satirical cereal podcasts hmm. and just cereal spinoffs, like podcasts with people talking about cereal. It's getting really, it's getting out of control because, you know, the last episode is December 18th. That's it for sure? Yeah. So there's well, three left? Well, that's what they're saying. There's only no, there's... three left. Yeah. So that's that's pretty... It's pretty nerve-wracking. Hmm. That makes me a little ner- nervous, personally. Well, let's not disappoint, then. As she pages through a catalog. I like to, you know, it, it makes me reading less nervous. Reading during your, during your podcast. It makes me less nervous. Uh, what did we do? Today we went shopping. Well. Which was ill-advised. We attempted to. We didn't to. really go shopping. Channel we just, checks. We did some channel checks. Uniqlo channel check, a.k.a. walk in, turn around, leave. I couldn't deal with Uniqlo today, which is rare. And I just came back from Tokyo again, and I was completely fine. Well, sort of fine in the crowded uh, stores this time. Uh, I have to say that I am usually not finding Uniqlo in general. Ever? No, I mean, it really annoys me. Because of the people or the everything? The people. Mostly. I mean... I also just don't like it as much as I used to. Yeah, me neither. But I try to go there like weekdays, either during the day or when it's late at night and there's no one in there. Yeah, I used to buy a lot more. Like I used to buy jeans there. I used to buy a lot of shirting there. I used to buy a lot more stuff there, a lot Mm. of skirts, things like that. I don't really buy anything there anymore. They used to really be... You know, in quote unquote inspired by APC, mm-hmm. there was a lot of really just utilitarian uniform like stuff, and they don't seem to have that as much anymore. I don't know if that's that they're trying to um, appeal more to an American audience. I don't know they just hired well, a few months ago. They hired this woman, Leanne Niels, I think her name is N E A L Z, and she mm. she's. American. She's been around for a long time. She was the head of design at Juicy Couture for a while. She has a really interesting background. I want to say American Eagle, but don't quote me on that. Um, but she's so she's like an American retail designer. So the Jeff, idea just that, for America or for everywhere? I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it, she's like global creative director or something like that. I guess I do. You want me to look it up or no? That's all really right. Doesn't matter. But it's interesting. So I wonder. I mean, I don't know. If just wanted some heat done. tech. That's all. Yeah, it's too bad. It was so busy. But you oh well. Can, you can I'll go look back online. On... They have a website now, and it sucks. So, speaking of sucky speaking, websites, speaking of sucky websites, 
What are, so, so what happened? There's some crazy stuff going on on the internet in terms of websites crashing. Which ones? Well, Net-A-Porte crashed on Wednesday. So I woke up Wednesday morning checking through my email in bed, which is such a bad habit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it for a while. I'm back to it. It's really, really bad. No, it's great when because if you get all your email done before you leave bed, then you're all set. Yeah, but... Which is what I no, do. No, what happens is I'm in bed. I get an email that stresses me out. I end up staying in bed for another half an hour because I'm just delete it. Up. You're funny. Anyway, get this email. Net-a-Porte semi-annual sales. So they do a really big sale every year. I re- mm. usually don't buy anything because the stuff I want is either not marked down yet, or they don't have it in my size, or it's still not cheap enough, or it's not stuff I want. So. But I always look at it a lot. And so I clicked on it immediately to go and look at it. And it was wonky. It wasn't really working. Hmm. And so I was about to email the fashionista editors and say, hey, I don't know what's up with this, with the the websites being wonky. And they had already posted. Lauren, the editor-in-chief, had already posted something about it. Because I think she woke up at like 5 a.m. and noticed it. Hmm. But so basically... The normal website was working, but the sales site had crashed. And for a couple of days, like for, for at least on when, a part of the time on Wednesday, you could go into the individual designer names and see the sales items and shop them through those pages. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you can sort by designer. Sure. And so you could see which was which pieces were discounted and still shop them. But they seem to, at some point on Thanksgiving Day, I was about to write a how to hack the Net-A-Porte web sales post. As I was about to write it, they seem to have removed that function and just hmm. removed all the sale product from the site entirely. And so I got this email like two hours later that I posted on Instagram and here's the thing that freaked me out about this. Net-A-Porte is a really smoothly run site from from a consumer's point of view. It looks really good. Yeah. It's very easy to use. It's not slow at all. Like I was on um, Mode Operandi to t- today, which is one of their major competitors, and it's just really slow and a laborious. I mean, it's fine. They have some nice stuff but it's just it's such a smooth really quick website you know a lot of stuff takes a lot of sites take stuff takes a long time to upload it's hard to find stuff it's not like that it's just really easy to use they always have like a very good amount of prices so we're watching the dog our dog is so cute anyway they just it's so pissed a ton of sales (laughs) he's giving me the evil eye why he's Pissed. No, he's pissed. Anyway. Anyway. They have great – they just have a lot of product. And I'm not making any sense because we were – but they have – They know, have a good uh, website. It's a really good website. It's really mm-hmm. easy to use. It's I've never, ever experienced it crash before. Maybe right. it has, but, but I'm pretty active. I probably go on there like five or six times a week at least hmm. just to look at it. Um, and so they, they left this message. They basically were like, we were really sorry – Super fucked up. It said, you know, if you you'll notice, we've been experiencing technical difficulties. They they say it's due to unprecedented <laughs> demand for our U.S. sale that caused our website to underperform and at times become inaccessible. Um, they are really they're real sorry. 
Anyway, got another email today being like, good news, the site's working. We're relaunching the sale on December 1st. Hmm. One, uh, someone we know. Best Buy also crashed. And I feel like maybe another site crashed. But but someone we know asked in the comments, I would be curious for Dan, you obviously, Dan's opinion about whether traffic could crash a site for over 24 hours. So here, we were talking about this, and I know you don't really know the answers. But no, we don't. We don't know why the site crashed. We don't know if the site crashed because. Well, they they are saying in that email it was because so many people. Well, that's a very convenient thing to say. Uh, we don't know if like hackers are doing a, a denial of service attack. We don't know if they if their database crashed and they were they lost data. Like we, we literally have no idea what happened to them. So it's hard to say. I don't know. Maybe they've said something. Maybe someone wrote a post about this. No, uh, I really doubt it. Because who cares about this? Me right. and like seven other people. Yeah, right. So people I don't, are just I think talking about people, how the site is down. I think, so we don't really know what, what happened. It, anyway, so the answer to that question is, yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, wasn't Gawker down for like a whole day last year or something like I that? Know. But they were being attacked, I believe. Um, Apple couldn't keep their live stream up during the iPhone event, yeah. and they can't. And every year when the new iPhone pre-order launches, they, their site has trouble. So can you so, explain to me why this happens? Like why – especially – I mean, Net-A-Porter, I feel like should not – they should not have it either. But like a site like Apple, aren't they prepared no, for – No, clearly they're not. I but mean, how can you not be? Because stuff aren't like that – I mean if it's just like you – and this is like one of the supposed reasons that Amazon even has this Amazon Web Services business because they would have enough infrastructure in place for like the biggest possible spike in, in traffic, but 99.9% of the time you don't need that. So does, does Net-A-Porte like have the money brace themselves? Have it's not even the money. Like do they brace themselves for twice their normal traffic but get 20 times their normal traffic? Like, I don't know. And they're – Probably not gonna. They probably won't reveal any of the specifics because there's no reason to. But um, yeah, it's definitely possible. I don't know what happened. I mean, it's also possible that their code is is crappy and it was you know it wasn't running smoothly and stuff had to be rewritten. Um, it's possible that again that they were under attack from some communist group that doesn't want people to be shopping well, i have no idea why do you think this happened i mean it's is weird that it but then like why did it happen to best buy yeah. well in that case you know there's a possibility that they have the same internet provider and someone was attacking them or that they had an outage or something like that i mean there's there's actually a surprising amount of complexity involved in this stuff especially um you know, when a company doesn't really run most of its own systems. So could have been all kinds of stuff. I don't really know. Yeah. Best Buy's website suffers second Black Friday crash. So right. So, I mean, before. and this again, this could be this could be some hacker group screwing with them. It could just be that they have 10 times their normal traffic but haven't provisioned the hardware for it. Or have the hardware, but their software can't handle it. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. So, do you think how, I mean, how blogs, bad... WordPress blogs used to crash every time John Gruber would link to them from Daring Fireball. Yeah, but that's someone who doesn't isn't prepared for that. Right, know? but you know, who's 
Yeah. Well, yeah. So e-commerce companies should should be prepared for that kind of thing, but clearly they aren't. Well, and again, every year Apple, in terms Apple of... can't handle the demand for iPhone pre-orders. So how so... bad do you think that is in terms of sales? It's how... not. You don't think that that's going to No, hurt? I don't think so. I mean, if people want to buy stuff, they're going to buy it. There's probably nothing that people wanted to buy in the sale, couldn't buy on the sale, and then went and bought at full price anywhere. No. And, so, when the sale and a lot com- and, of the and, stuff and, in their sales, because there's one brand in particular that I was looking for. Which one is that? I'm not going to say, because I don't want people to know how much money I spent on clothes. But there was one brand uh-huh. in particular I was looking for, and okay. it's not on sale anywhere else because all their American retailers, they have a, I, I'm assuming they have some sort of deal with them that they're not in the first round of sales. So everything's full price except on Net-A-Porte. Hmm. They didn't have the thing I wanted anyways, and it was still yeah. only 40% off. But um, I mean, they're probably going to sell out of all the sale stuff they have anyway, right? It's not like, I mean, they don't it's not sell, like one day is going to make a difference. They don't sell out, out of all of it. Well, they'll, sell, I mean, they'll probably still sell as much as they were hoping to sell. Yeah, it, it just... It's like when a site goes... You know, we've both experienced this. You have a really big traffic day at work you're working for an editorial website and you your site the site breaks or goes down and you lose you know however many uniques because the site was effed up and how mad you are even though it's like not really gonna change how much money the the company makes for the month or whatever that's not the point you're like losing yeah it's but everyone like when amazon went down that one time it was like oh amazon's losing a billion dollars every minute, but they're not really because if you were going to order something on Amazon, you're going to order it later. Yeah, yeah. And if your news website goes down for half a day, you're probably not sold out of ads to the point no. where half a day matters well, anyway. So it, it's not. That's true. The monetarily, it doesn't really matter, but it's this it's a, like it's measurement. A, it's of annoying success. and it's and it's slightly embarrassing, especially if to a company that you know is. Supposed to have their shit together, but well, it happens. It's embarrassing always. Yeah. So here's my question: We were taught. You just said if someone's going to buy something, they're going to buy it no matter what. I can't seem to get over the idea that why bother go like freaking out on these quote unquote Black Friday deals for what? Whatever. TVs, clothes, electronics, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And you probably know this better with TVs, but how much money are these people really saving? And is it really not possible that those savings could happen with a discount code three weeks from now or something? Uh, where's my, where's my phone with my email on it? So I got an email from, so the answer is most of the time they're not saving that much. Uh, I got an email from Adobe. Adobe of course owns Omniture and they're tracking all these e-commerce things. And they said something like the average discount for, um, people shopping yesterday was 25%. So yeah, it's a decent amount, but it's not like, you know, that's not that much. I mean, gap is 50% off today or something like that. Yeah. Uh, there are some like the quote unquote doorbusters. Yeah. Some of that stuff is probably like eighty, ninety percent off. But are so, those products even good? No. They're u- and they're usually like the crappy version of the product. Like they'll they'll make like a crappy version of a TV or something and make that 
That's what I don't get yeah, about I, it. I just I don't s- get the like, especially for people who. Well, come on, who goes out there like? People who are people, broke and are trying to save money. Well, so, I think it's sport almost. Yeah, I mean that. That's the the truth in it is that it's just people who it's become this fun thing to do. Yeah. Like, when I was little, we used to get up and go to Macy's or whatever and get deals that day because it was also a day off. Yeah. So yeah. my mom was off. And I mean, shit, I used grandma. to wake up every Friday and look at the Amazon Friday sale. I yeah. don't know if they still have that. But so sometimes it's just like, oh, I'm going to buy this thing because it's the, it says it's 85% off. Also, I, what was it? The wire cutter. And by the way, congratulations on your first wire cutter appearance. <laughs> Yeah, one of my favorite nice. sites of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I think they posted something about how, like, what is it? Like, most of the deals are crap. And well, they went through a bunch of them. So, well, as the, the other and they thing do I that. don't get, and this is just maybe, how often do people buy TVs? That's the other Not thing. Not often. Well, how many, I mean, I guess there are just like so many people living in this country and everyone owns a TV, even though now people aren't buying them as much. But, that kind of stuff. Like, when would you, how many people could possibly need a TV for Christmas? I mean, if you think about it, there's like how many, how many times TVs you... are in America? I'm going to make up a number and I'm going to guess there's 250 million. So, even if you buy a new TV every five years, that's still uh, 50 million TVs a year that need to be bought. Again, and, I'm making up these numbers, and... but. And the other thing is how, like, how often does a video game console get, like, upgraded? Every two years or something? No, those are less often. It's probably, like, every seven or eight years. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, think about it. The original Xbox came out in 2001, 2002. 115 million U.S. homes have at least one TV. Yeah. So that's probably 250 million TVs. Uh, Xbox 360 didn't come out until 2005. All right, so that's four years. But then I don't think the the next one came out until 2011 or something. Well, it just seems insane. 2012. To me. I'm really not into it. I mean, we did go walk around today. Yeah. So we were part of the problem. I bought a shirt. What do you think about? I, these I had stores? An, I had an epiphany today. And maybe a few shows ago, we talked about how I was desperate to not wear a plaid anymore. And I had an epiphany today that I should just fucking get over it and realize that I'm supposed to wear plaid. Yeah, you look great in plaid. So I bought a plaid shirt, and it's pretty nice. And I'm not going to tell you which one it is because it was too much. Well, let's talk about that. But it was 30% off. Because I did this story this week on gateway purchases. Gateway purchases. Did you read this one? No. Well, yeah, I may have. I don't think you read it. It's about... No, I don't think I did. So it's basically yeah, about yeah, buying yeah. like that the thing that you buy that yeah. makes you the luxury item that you buy. And that could be like a $100 thing. That could be a $1,000 thing. It depends on what your gauge is. But yeah. that makes you okay with buying more expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. What was that for you? Well, I started actually my – the first computer I ever bought, but computers but I mean, since then have gotten so much cheaper. So that w- that's even almost a reverse thing. For me, the thing that has affected my brain the most is probably um, 
eight dollar uh, juices. Yeah. And like getting okay with the fact that a coconut water could cost eight dollars. Yeah, that's a really like, good that's point. pretty screwed up. Yeah, it's real. Insane. And I don't even think you know. It's like, well, you live in New York, so yeah, cocktails are gonna be thirteen dollars and deal with it. But for me, it was like, wow, I'm now comfortable spending eight dollars on juice. That's pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, but there's been a few other things like, and I kind of my dad was like a audio nerd, so I don't I don't feel weird at all about spending a hundred dollars on headphones, especially if I'm gonna use them for like. A thousand hours a year, like yeah. that's that's nothing. Uh, but the uh, fancy juices and the other thing, I guess shirts. Like I probably never spent or pants. Like price never spent more than twenty five, thirty bucks on a shirt until a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, five years ago maybe. Yeah, I mean, you still. Would not spend. I still don't a crazy like. Amount. I don't like spending more than fifty dollars on a shirt. Yeah, but to you, me that's like. But don't the, you normally spend more than that? No. Get them almost on sale never. That cheap. Every I day. usually only buy shirts that are on sale. I yeah. try. I. I've, I still find it offensive if a shirt is retail for more than a hundred dollars. Like when I go to a store <laughs> and the shirt says it's three hundred dollars, yeah. I'm like, okay. Come on, really? What what makes this shirt three hundred dollars? Yeah, especially if it's not a nice. But then, like, how nice do you want your shirts? I don't want my shirt to well, seem I, so nice that it should cost. What $300. I will say when it comes to shirting is, I also, and you know, I have a really distorted view of how much money people should spend on clothes or can spend on clothes. But I don't like buying expensive shirting because I think shirting gets ruined really easily. And so even if you, it's a blue shirt or a white shirt or whatever, I'm not talking about plaid shirts, I think is different. I know that seems counterintuitive and you'd spend less on plaid shirts, but I think spending a little more on something that isn't going to get stained or marked really easily mm-hmm. is fine. The thing I struggle with is like a blue Oxford shirt, things something like that, I feel uncomfortable spending a lot on also. Right. Because that and can like be easily super expensive ruined. ones – even look kind of stupid, like they're like shiny. Well, it looks like those tacky sheets called, at Bed Bath and Beyond. There's this brand called Charvet that's really awesome, and they make really great shirts. And a lot of French women get them tailored mm. to like their men's cool. shirts, but they're really expensive. Okay, but I would buy one of those probably. <laughs> I don't even know what I would want in a dress shirt. Anyway, this is a weird topic. Why now. this uh, is the intersection of fashion and? Time. Oh yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm also, yeah, this is just some weird shirt stuff I'm dealing with personally, but it's cool. Uh, what else did you want to talk about? What did you want to talk about? Well, I kind of want to talk a little about Japan, but I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, oh yeah, I did some cool stuff there. I got to go, I got to ride on this little Honda Mm-hmm. It's not really a unicycle, but it kind of looks like a unicycle. Yeah. Uh, so the Segway is like the the self balancing scooter that you have to stand up on, and every, people thought it, the guy who made it thought it was going to like change the world, but it really just makes you, you look like, you a, rich like a moron. Uh, I don't know. I think he was rich before that, so I don't oh, think okay. it matters. But um, 
So the, this uh, this thing is called the Unicub, and it's mm-hmm. like a sitting version of the Segway, kind of. But it doesn't. I don't think it looks that stupid. I mean, it's just like a little scooter, like a one wheel scooter that you're riding around. Yeah, it was on. cute. It's kind of cute. I really like it. I kind of want one. They're not going to be How that expensive. They? Well, they don't. Ex- you can't buy them yet. How much are they going? I to? said I would pay a thousand bucks for it, and the guy basically said, "Well." People want to spend less than that, and I was like, "Oh, great! I'll spend less." Yeah, than that. I thought you were going to say eighteen hundred bucks. No, I mean, my guess is that they'll be like six, seven hundred bucks. I don't know. What would we do with it, though? No, we wouldn't need it here. I would like it if I had a large office. I would want one at the office just to goof around with. Like if I worked yeah, at the Google Plex, it just seems like a real messed up thing. Yeah, I guess right. if you worked at Google and you had to walk a mile every single, but but no, I don't know. But don't that's know. really good for you. Yeah, and I like walking. Yeah, I don't know where I would want it, but they're the you know they're like oh you could use it in a museum and then you won't be tired from walking around all day or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't know how practical well, it's going to be. How are all these Japanese people not fat if they're thinking of all these weird things? Uh, well, the thing is that they're very old and they're becoming older, so they're making stuff for old people too. Oh yeah, for an old person that would be awesome. Yeah, so it was fun. It was cool. I also went to a. Uh, Toshiba factory that used to make floppy disks. Oh, cool! And now it's a lettuce indoor lettuce oh, yeah. farm. And I had to. It was a clean room did you with eat no any dust. Of the lettuce? I did eat some of the was lettuce. It good? Yeah, it was good. And I and they had this tasting, and I thought it was a little weird. But then I found out afterwards it was um, some Michelin star chef oh, did nice. it. But they were they like made a gazpacho and, uh, with some of the lettuce and That's herbs cute. and. This other, it's like, it was weird. It was fun, though. I really liked it. I'll, I'm also going to do a couple more stories about, one is about the future of vending machines. What are you looking at? I just remembered that David Klein gave us a ton of suggestions. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that stuff. Uh, thanks, David. The future of vending and, machines uh, sounds cool, though. Yeah, although now I just realize I probably shouldn't tell people what I haven't written yet so that they go yeah. and steal my ideas. So yeah, you don't want anyone stealing your Pretend ideas. you didn't hear that. And we'll, we'll talk more about it later. Um, but yeah, I had a good time in Japan. I I got to drink some good coffee. I hung out in some cool hotels, and I'm back again. I didn't buy much crap this time. Yeah, there's a story I want to talk about, but it's a, again also one I'm about to write, so I don't think we should talk about. No, it. let's not do that. Uh, okay, what did David want? David so Klein, one of our really our best listeners. What does he want to know about? Maybe put together an official needle-in-the-mouse need edition style winter must-have list. Hmm. So I don't really know what need, need edition is. A f- refined retailer and lifestyle magazine for men in Dallas. So maybe we'll do that for the next next one. Um, I mean, this this kind of brings up this gift guide thing that that. I've talked about, I've written about a little bit, and you know, you just mentioned the wire cutters gift guides, and their gift guides are really great because they don't, you know, they're not traditional lifestyle editors, so they're not getting. Well, I'm sure now they're getting pitched a bunch of stupid shit, but they're not. They don't feel compelled to, like a lot of these gift guides that are put together by websites and magazines are a all kind of just jacked from the best gift guides, which are like New York Magazine does a really good gift guide. Mm. Um, or it's like favors, doing favors for PR people. So Gross. Yeah, a lot of it's favors like, 
you didn't you this PR person does has a re, one really good client but one really crappy client. They need some love with the crappy client, so you'll throw that in the gift guide to Okay, I'm not going to do that and I never have. Yeah, that's nice for you, but what I'm saying is a lot of people do. Yeah, and and a lot bad. of people the the difference between what you do and what a lot of lifestyle editors do is that mm. they have to answer to advertisers. You've never had to. You've never had to worry about like an advertiser getting mad about what you do or or what you don't. And a lot of lifestyle writers do. Hmm. Um, so if you want to do more lifestyle writing, uh, get the best used to gift that. guide I found is the Fusion gift guide by Kevin Roos. Uh, formerly of New York Magazine, that was the. Let me find this today because this is very important. Actually, it's the 2014 Holiday Anti Gift Guide. Twelve gadgets that you should n- never buy anyone under any circumstances. And I agree with this. These are great. What are they? Do not buy anyone a GoPro. Do not buy anyone wireless speakers. Everyone who wants a jam box already has one. Do not buy noise-canceling headphones or smartwatches for anyone. Why? Because the only people who need Bose headphones are people who fly all the time. Don't buy anyone a soda stream. <laughs> Why? Every dad in America got one of these for Christmas 2012. That's funny. <laughs> Don't buy anyone a fitness band. That needs no explanation. Guess how many days I wore that, uh, j- what's the thing called? Java. Yeah, but what's that thing? The strap? Job, up. Jaw up? Up bone? 20, up 24. Jawbone up. It lasted me, I would Ooh. say, less than a week before I threw it in my bag. I, I need to, I need to deal with that thing. Anyway. You, those are Don't a- buy people that stuff. Don't buy anyone a GoPro. They're going to use it once. Um, you know, I have a GoPro that you got, and I've used it zero times. So you know, you know who does do a really good gift guide? I have some suggestions. for. First of all, you should really look at the wire cutter gift guide. Yeah, check it it's out. It's really fun. We'll link to it. I gave them some suggestions for like cashmere and leather goods that are nice. It's not anything like whimsical or in any shit. It's just nice shit that people actually want to wear. But... Now we're going to have to mark Great this as guides. an explicit show. We say shit all the time on this show. I know we're not supposed to. <laughs> now I have to put it explicit in no, iTunes. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You're, you're, no, really. You are a, you're a wuss. That's, no, that's what I'm it telling comes you, this down is, to. People com- anyway, if we got anyway, a complaint, we would get... There we, are like five people that listen to we're this. We got an email from Tim Cook telling us not to swear. Anyway. A few examples for the for the three point five girls who listen to this, the J Crew catalog actually has an awesome gift guide. Really? Yes, they are things that you can buy at J Crew, but they're not all J Crew stuff. Hey, that is the curation economy. And and they it's really great stuff. First of all, these Nikes, Nike Vintage Collection pre Montreal racer sneakers. They're they're awesome. I need. You I gotta need make sure those aren't sold out because the men's ones are I'm sold. Definitely sold the fuck they're out. They're not sold out yet. They're not sold out. Should we just wear every show? Yeah, they're all right. This is now definitely, an explicit show. They're definitely. I'm definitely getting those. Um, other things on that same list are um, 
They've got some really great Sperry Top Cider for um for J Crew Duck Boots. They're great. Mm. They're really good looking. I haven't bought them yet. I'm gonna regret it. Yada yada yada. Um, if you live in winter areas, they have some lodge moccasins. I'd say just go with the Minnetonka mo- moccasins because they're really comfortable and awesome, and people love them when I Instagram mine. Um, but they have like a bunch of cool stuff. The other thing that I actually bought myself because. I didn't want you to buy it for me because it was too easy of a Christmas gift, but the of-a-kind grab bag, which oh, yeah. um, is great for if you need to buy, like, a bunch of crap for people at work. Mm-hmm. Like, if you need to buy tiny gifts for a bunch of people yeah, at work, or it's 90 bucks, and they have, there's, like, 10 different things in there. There's a cute little, it's, um, they actually have this in the J. Crew catalog also, these, um mini emergency kit so it has like Mm. tiny tiny vials of like hairspray um that's cute yeah and then there was a um clothespin light so you could use it for reading or something Mm. on a plane there was a bunch of really cute stuff i'm super excited to go through it and look but that's another really good option i and as i said new york mag always does a really it's really fun. I don't know how practical the gifts are in the New York Mag um, gift guide this year, but I thought it was fun and enjoyed yeah. reading through it. I mean, I think that in general, get, I don't know. I'm just – people have so much crap now that gifts don't even feel like worth anything. They mm. have so much less value than they did, at least for me when I was younger. They meant so much more to me than they do now. Yeah. Because Well, that's why I like I told our parents, my parents, that not to send us anything just to help us buy a new couch. Yeah, which was awesome. Cuz that we'll actually use every single day. Yeah. And our butts will sit on it. Yeah, it's so nice. I can't wait for it to come. I wish it was coming a little earlier. But yeah, we never spend a ton of money on each other for gifts. We only we're doing um $100. $100 limit. Yeah. Which means you have to be really creative. What did you yeah. get me last year? Um, I think that it maybe involved. I don't remember. Neither. I got you those overalls. Yeah. Yeah, I got you a really fun gift. You need last to wear year. those. Yeah, you should wear them for Christmas. I maybe. regret not bringing the overalls to Tokyo because I could have definitely worn them there. Yeah, you totally could have. There were. De- I definitely saw people in overalls. Um. Oh, here's some. Oh, these are some really fun ones. Thanks, David. So, oh, David wants to know if my opinion about the Apple Watch has changed. Yeah, that's a good question. So yesterday, or maybe Wednesday, Apple dumped a bunch more Apple Watch porn on the internet. Oh, this is he linked to it. Yeah. Nice of him. Uh huh. I still. I think I want the metal. Which metal? This guy. Oh, that's the that's the heavier one though. Mm. That's the standard watch. Or are you looking at the sport? No, I like the. I don't like that mesh stuff. I don't want the mesh. I want the. If I'm gonna mm. get the metal, I want the links. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about which watch though, because you can get that. You can get the wristbands. The wristbands are are interchangeable. What's the difference between these two watches? Um, one of them is the Sport, which is like lighter weight and like that kind of brushed aluminum type and thing. And then this one is... It's like a heavier stainless steel or something I like that. I think I like the stainless steel maybe. But that's going to be heavier. 
Well, know, we'll and we'll more see. expensive. It we'll might see. be like nine hundred bucks or something, or five hundred bucks. Okay, we'll, we'll have see. to find out. This stuff. I mean, we'll, the, we'll learn the more thing about, about the sport months. is: is the sport going to do everything? That am I still going to have to wear the iPhone on my arm when I go running? All of them. No. You know. No. It they all do, do the exact same thing. But what about headphones and like? Yeah, there's music some there's some stuff. reference to listening to music without an iPhone. But I don't know how. You might need to get wireless headphones. Yeah, I don't mind doing that. But can is that easy to do? I don't know. We'll find out. There are some wireless headphones. I'm now, still but... into it. I mean, I'm. I, I would say I'm a little less excited about it than I was when it first. Really, I'm more. Yeah, I mean, I'm pumped. Although I, I was, I was kind of sad. I feel a little bad about this jawbone thing because I just stopped caring right away. But that's the thing. I think the lesson from that is that. Because again, the data was like, you worked out, you beat your steps goal for the day, but you didn't get enough sleep. And it's like, yeah, I know, I'm tired. Well, I actually care about that stuff, but my iPhone gives me all that information. Mm, and I also yeah. don't want to wear something on my wrist at night like that. Mm, it's yeah. very heavy. Well, the, uh, the Apple Watch you'll be charging at nighttime. Um, so. so we haven't talked since I. I covered that mic of that opening ceremony intel yeah the intel wearable so the thing that i like about i'm not gonna buy it the opening ceremony which is like a very cool store they have their own in-house line they're also the people who are creative directors and owners of opening ceremony also run an lvmh owned fashion house called kenzo i think we've discussed this before but they partnered with intel because intel has for like over two years been trying to team up with fashion people to make wearable tech products. They, Which I, is in itself weird from the tech perspective because Intel historically hasn't made anything. Yeah. They make chips for well, computers. The idea is that they provide the tech and the yeah. brand provides the the hardware or, or the ideas for the hardware. I actually covered, they did a thing with the CFDA and they kind of talked to a bunch of designers, kind of like a round table powwow about mm. a year ago. And they were already doing this with opening ceremony, no, but no one knew. Just talking to the designers. I feel like a lot of designers just get really frustrated, but the people who run opening ceremony are super creative and super open. Yeah. So they, they approached it in a way that I was really impressed by. They thought of what their friends would want something like that to do, what they would want a wearable watch to do, and how they could make that fun and and potentially useful. So the opening ceremony Intel thing doesn't do a lot. It has its own SIM card that they pay for. for It's like part of the cost for two hmm. years. The, the so watch that's different than the Apple Watch because the Apple Watch doesn't have that. Yeah. So – you can give people the SIM card number and text message people. Mm. But it's it's separate. So their argument is you don't want your entire phone list to have access to this thing. You only want it to be like your close coworkers or close friends. Yeah. So it does that. You can text people. It has, um, you know, Google, Google Calendar updates and things like that. You can access two Gmail accounts. And basically, that's it. It doesn't have GPS, but it 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 has it. It will like if you're, I don't know, twenty minutes away from an appointment, it will yeah. sense that and be like, "Hey, you're 
you're physically 20, it's going to take you 20 minutes to get to the next place. However, you can't map it out on this thing. Right. The final thing it does is... Does it have a screen? Yeah, a little one. And it's on the inside of the wrist. So Hmm. the outside of the wrist is a really fancy bracelet that would probably cost, like, I'd say, $250, without any So they're not... It's not doesn't look like and is not supposed to no. act as a watch. It's no, more supposed turn, to be a bracelet. And you turn to the inside of your wrist and say you're like you don't know where to order lunch. They have Yelp is connected to it. Huh. So you can because the, peop, the people who run it are like really into food mm-hmm. and entertainment, whatever. So do, is it you? how many of these can sell? I don't know. I just like the approach more than what else I've seen. Yeah. And Will it, will it take, it's not going to take off. And I don't think that that's what they want. I think that the idea was to like create a really bespoke product for a very specific set of people who are right. Like, and oh. Intel can then take that to whatever Samsung and say, see, here's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. So I thought that I was, I was really, first of all, they wouldn't tell, they announced it. I don't forever ago i'd say like six Hmm. months or eight months ago they showed the product during fashion week they wouldn't say what any of the tech was so i was really skeptical and i was impressed by what they did Hmm. um but yeah i mean where's yours we need to get one for testing purposes no get a review unit for the new review of course they do yeah well mossberg probably has one right now well maybe you should call walt I would love to see him wearing one of those. Yeah, let's check it out. Um, yeah, so I don't know what I... Th- I'm, I mean, I'm still into it. I, I just... We'll see. I'm still we'll really out. freaked out by the idea that you're going to have to keep buying a new face every... I don't know. Three or four years. And that that new face is a thousand bucks or whatever. Like... Because yeah. that's just not how – I, I get that this isn't a watch, but the problem is they're calling it a watch. They're mm. marketing it like a watch, and they're using watch like people and trying to – they're marketing it like a watch. They're trying to make it a competitor. I think Johnny Ive has even said that to like the lower-end Swiss watches. And I just think even if someone's spending $1,000 on a watch – they want to think that, that they're going to have that watch forever. And I just, well, that's one of, the, one of the conspiracy theories is that the guts are going to be upgradable. So you can get a faster chip and other stuff. I hope so. But the thing is, it's so thick. Right. Yeah. The first one especially is going to be super thick. So, Although, well, I haven't actually worn one, so I don't know. Maybe it's and not And also, too I don't obnoxious. know if you don't want it. I mean, the thing with the watch is, like, that's not really an issue. You don't want a really thin face on a watch. You want some weight to yeah. it. Well, so anyway, the, that the cheap but... one is still three fifty. I mean, it's still a lot of money. Yeah, but like every four or five, three or four yeah, years, yeah. people spend three fifty on. But it's and it's also just, am I going to wear that thing every day? But we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm definitely going right, to get one. Right, that's the big question. Like me, I've not worn a watch regularly for over ten years. I never have. I never really did anyway. Am I going to wear this every day? You know, beyond the... Obviously, the first two weeks, I'm going to wear it every day because it's like new thing. Yeah. But after that, we'll have to see. 
So the other things that David won, wanted us to talk about are very lighthearted. Hmm. By the way, David and I got to hang out. That was fun. Yeah. You we were out of town. If you're a frequent um, listener and you want to hang out with us, <laughs> we might we Maybe. might say yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so one another thing he asked was favorite holiday-inspired cocktails, which is actually something that we enjoy. All right, we'll, we'll end on that. Yeah, because we're running we're running long. Well, we have to cut out two minutes of it. So now we'll have to cut this out. No, we don't. We don't have to cut this part out. Then they'll never know what the part we cut out was. Oh well, perfect suspense. Cool. Uh, favorite holiday cocktails. Well, the first ever holiday cocktail that I that I experienced. Uh, it is now kind of funny in in retrospect. Was the uh, the ginger smash at employees only in the winter of two thousand five? Yeah, that was pretty and damn you make good. That because that's what I think we should talk. You make a lot of great cocktails. Um, this one I kind of knocked off, and I don't make it the way they do because it's a little time consuming. But it's basically I think theirs was gin with smashed up uh, cranberries and ginger. Yeah, and it was damn good. What, how do you make it? Well, I usually make it with bourbon. Do we have any ginger? No. Should we go get some? Well, or maybe we'll go for a drink later. Okay. Even though you said we're not drinking tonight. I said we're not tonight. drinking tonight, yeah. Um, I, I usually just, because uh, I'm usually preparing it for a party or something, so I'm yeah. making it easy. So I usually use the food processor and just smash up a bunch of... Uh, and this is pretty lame that I do it this way instead of muddling. Although you just recently got me a muddler, so now I can do Did it I, a nicer uh, way. I mean, who uh, cares? But yeah, so I just usually blend up some cranberry and ginger and just slop it into cups for people. With, with some bourbon? Yeah, and and then some ginger ale or like soda with ginger um, you know, syrup. What I read about today was like how to use pine needles in a bunch of different food. Huh. Which, I mean, I think that maybe it was on the onion or something, but I have had, it wasn't, oh. it was a real post. Um, I be, have either, had some either great, way would be cool. like, one interesting thing to do is to, you basically steep the pine, like, heat them in simple syrup. Yeah. And then syrup, and then, um, like, use that in a cocktail mm. would be really nice, I think. Are there um, places for foraging pine needles in New York City? Uh, Probably Central Park. I think if you just like, I don't did know a clean sweep. which pine needles are edible and which are poisonous. Are there any that are poisonous? I have no idea. I have some pine needle tea it. from Juniper Ridge. Oh yeah, you do. So see, we could just make our own pine needle cocktails oh, from we that could tea. Steep. Oh, I should. We should do that. Yeah. What should we? Um. What do you? What liquor do you use? Um, I need Whiskey? to look, but well, I mean, gin kind of makes sense. Gin? But gin is already very tree like yeah so it would just or we could do like a, a dark whiskey or something and make it like very i just um, that bourbon we drank like last tequila. night was a little too um sweet for me i think oh sorry that's because i put a little uh i could have made it less sweet um that's my fall drink is like a bourbon with um apple cider sometimes some cinnamon yeah or ginger I mean, I'd say I drink. I mostly drink tequila drinks. So, so year round is for me is some sort yeah. of tequila drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but I holiday cocktails. I enjoy holiday cocktails. 
I think it's fun to have a cocktail. I mean, we both prefer I, both. Neither of us drink beer. We're we're only moderately good interested. <laughs> only moderately interested in wine. I mean, not even moderately. Just like mildly. Only in Europe. Yeah. So we're not going to drink. I just I get. I don't like drinking a lot of wine. I just I don't feel good the next day. Yeah. So what's I'd rather your, have one or two. Cocktails. Do you have a holiday cocktail that you love? Well, I like your apple cider cocktail. I you love... are you sometimes are the the orderer of the hot toddy in the oh, group. Oh yeah, I love a hot toddy. Oh, should we go get those rum buttered rum cocktails this Christmas? Where are those from? At the uh, Joseph Leonard. Oh yeah, let's get those. Yeah, I like Adam those old timey things. Is that his name? Yeah, but I think it's named after his brother. Somebody Rappaport. Yeah, I think it's named Hot after buttered his rum. brother. Yeah. Hot buttered rum. Yeah, that was good. I like anything. I never. Warm. I don't think I, I ever like had that. Oh, you cocktails. got it once. I like anything cozy, but I just prefer a cocktail, and I never want it to be that sweet. But warm cocktails can get away with being a little sweeter. Yeah. A hot toddy is pretty sweet, but it's warm. I also really, I've been liking a Manhattan. Hmm. Which is something I did not like when I was younger, but now I'm more interested in it. Around the holidays? Just in general. Just in general. But like anything warming. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well. That was fun. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You could ask us questions for the next show on Twitter anytime at Needle and Mouse. Or if you go to our website at theneedleandthemouse.com and send us an email. Or I guess you don't even have to go to the website. That's a waste of time. Uh, hello oh, go at... Go to the website. Go to the website anyway. Subscribe to that shit. Should, didn't we put a gift guide up the last two years? Maybe. I guess maybe we could do that. We could try one. Okay. Uh, hello at the needle and the mouse.com. We'll probably do another show in a couple weeks. And we'd love your questions. Yes, please. Thank you for listening. Bye.